Ultimate Deck Podcast. Need a show about outdoor living? This is where it's at with your host, Shane Chapman and Way Laurent. Thank you for tuning in. Now let the show begin. Yeah, the Ultimate Deck Podcast. Let's go. Good morning, uh, world. Wade and Shane here with the Ultimate Deck Podcast. Is this the first podcast we've done in the morning? Uh, <laughs> like, I don't know outside, uh, like, for sure, but outside I put money Outside of the shows that we go to. Sure, yeah. Like, like our own self-scheduled. I don't ever remember recording a podcast in the morning. Before like studio. three o'clock even. Mm-mm. It's like. And it's what, nine, nine, it's like 9 a.m.? 9 o'clock. <laughs> Got it was supposed to be, be eight. supposed to be eight. <laughs> that slowly eroded. Ugh. Um, but anyway, uh, so I got all my Under Armour stuff last night. We've Wade, oh. and I, Wade, and I, Wade and I have been on a kick of purchasing Under Armour gear because they've had some they great like sales. They like shipped to your there. house? Yeah. Well, I don't know what's in the box. There's a box of Under Armour shit at my house right now. Yeah. I don't know if it's the shoes I ordered. The polos I ordered, like the golf shirts I ordered, or the hoodies I ordered. It won't be the hoodies because they're coming here. Yeah, I ordered all my stuff to come here. But either my shirts or the shoes are at my house. It must be the shirts. It's a bigger box. Or maybe it's both. I haven't opened it yet. But they've had some great sales on lately, and we're like, Oof. let's snatch this shit up because we can use it for work shirts and, like, the, like the shoes are personal. I don't even remember what the hell I bought. Oh, yeah, just some runners. Um, but then, like, w- shirts for work, like collared golf shirts. Yep. And then they have some smoking deals on hoodies. And we tried to bulk buy a whole bunch of them to like print. But we set the alarms off. Keep canceling our yeah. orders. It's like, we'll try, like, maybe if you order nine instead of six. <laughs> 60. And, and <laughs> it's like, we're trying all sorts of things. It's like, okay, okay, fingers crossed, fingers crossed. Next day, canceled. Come on. Do you want to sell hoodies or not? Yeah. I hope it, like, I hope when they show up, they're as good as I. Well, they're not going to show up. The ones, no, the no, ones no. The ones that, that did come. Yeah. Like, we got some that are. But those aren't the ones that. Heathered those, blue. Yeah. And they're good. The color's not exactly what we were looking for. And those ones are like 28, 80 or something like that per hoodie, which is still really good for Under, under Armour hoodie. But the ones we were trying 80 to get when you, 25. Yeah. Like when you go to buy them brand Canadian. new. Canadian. Yeah. That's a cup of coffee to our American 20. friends. <laughs> In freedom dollars. In freedom dollars. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what did you do last night? We were supposed to play some hockey. You did not play hockey. I didn't do anything. Really tweaked the hell out of your back. It's just you like, and your dog are a hurting unit. We're right hurting now. units. Yeah. So I I tweaked my back this summer, but it just slowly gets worse and worse and worse. Is what's happening because I haven't. You know when you have like a small rattle in your truck and you don't deal with it, and then you just turns into a big rattle. All of a sudden, the door falls off. <laughs> yeah, the door is falling <laughs> off. <laughs> so that's fair. I'm just banged up. I. Like, yeah, I hurt my back this summer playing golf and I never really did anything to deal with it. And now I'm like, now I have to, yeah. I have to like massage and Cairo and Take drugs and off. stretch. And so, uh, we were supposed to play hockey last night and I was in and in, and then I got home and I laid down. I just like, not that I actually couldn't get up, but it was, it was hard. Yeah. So I was like, what am I doing? Like, I'm this hurt. Why am I going to go play At hockey? At some point I need to take time off from hockey. Might as well be now. So I watched... The very first NHL games last night. So okay. Bedard played against Crosby last night. So it was like, yeah. and they did the audio for that, right? So the very first opening draw of the game, Pittsburgh versus Chicago is Bedard yeah. versus Crosby. And they lined up and the ref skates up to drop the puck. And he's like, hey, Connor, welcome to the NHL. Yeah. Let's have a good game. Yeah. Oof. Uh, like, could you cool. imagine? Like that gives me like goosebumps just hearing that and I'm not even him I wasn't even there yeah you know so you line up against your idol and then you go to to have the face off. like he lost the draw because Sid's one of the best face-off guys in the yeah, world it wasn't but, close but yeah I think Bedard went one and eight or one and nine in the face-off yeah. circle and so they interviewed him after and he's like you know the guys are pretty quick up here yeah because <laughs> in the dub he was like a 58 percent yeah or something like that he was like really playoff, good like a uh, draw winner yeah so like definitely skewed in his favor yep like yeah, first one lines up, bam, straight back to the D guy. It's like oh, okay, yeah, he's level. Like, big boy is up here, <laughs> but he seems to be like he did okay. He got an assist. He got a point in his first game. So and like eleven shot attempts or something like that. Like he was for yep. sure on the puck. He was all over the ice. Uh, and the other thing that I noticed, so I I don't follow hockey close enough to actually know that this had happened, but Chicago obviously put together a team for him. So Taylor Hall is on that team. Corey Perry is on that team. Yep. There's some big changes that happened in Chicago. So that looks like. It'll be a it'll be a fun team to watch this year. Yep. Uh, and then the and then the doubleheader 
was Las Vegas versus Seattle Kraken. Yeah. And so you, Vegas is such an awesome place to watch hockey. They have such a, like, it's such a production. It's not a game, right? Yeah. So then they win the Stanley Cup. You don't just raise a banner. It's like a big production. It was yeah. like, yeah, it was fun to watch. So, Yeah, it's funny so because I was thinking that last night too because, yeah, they had this whole, they had like a, a gigantic slot machine yep. thing with three screens and they yep. pulled the arm and it's like cut, close to like the cut. sevens. And it, yeah, yeah, that was cool. It was like very Vegasy of them. Um, but I was thinking, I was like, they have done such a great job. Like other teams around the league that are struggling, why why aren't they looking at that? I mean, like, look at, Look at the engagement that their fan base has. Yes. On a brand new team that has no history. Nobody in that freaking arena gave two shits about hockey before the night showed up. So so they have made 20,000 fans out of people that were just not. And in a market that is the toughest market in the world to stand out from an entertainment perspective, and they've done it. Exactly. You have to get people to leave the casino, which is the yeah. whole reason they go there. Or the 6,000 other things to do every or night Or shows Vegas. or whatever, right? And they're they're crushing it. Yeah. You got... Can you name anything to do in Scottsdale other than golf? <laughs> yeah. No. Right. And the and Phoenix can't, can't. get... They can't get 10,000 people to go to a game. Yeah. They tried... They're like, I don't know. Like, maybe we could just sell hot dogs cheap. Maybe that'll get people there. <laughs> it's so boring. Yeah. And it's not like, obviously, Vegas has put, they put money into their production, obviously. But it's not, like, it's not like they're hiring bands that are costing them a half a million dollars to put on a intermission show or anything like that. Like, they're doing, they're doing cost, what's, what am I trying to say? Like, the amount of money they're spending isn't, like, it's, some level that other teams can't get to. Correct. That's what I'm trying to say. They're, yeah. not, they're not like, oh, we can't possibly do what they're doing. No, they have a good production. They pay attention. They have some videos, some shit animations in the ace. They just have good ideas. They change things up. They make it a vibe. The drummer's up in the, whatever they call it, the castle. Like, yep. It's just like a vibe there. They've created a vibe with, with spending like probably similar amounts to what most teams spend on Correct. their entertainment budget. Yep. Like most teams have what they do. They're just like, yeah. Anyway. I don't, like I don't get it. Seattle has put on a pretty good program. They seem to like... They seem to have a really good base there, and they've drawn from that base. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I actually don't even understand why Phoenix still has a team. To be totally honest, like it doesn't make any sense to me. They can't. They can't produce good hockey. They can't get fans. It's like Batman likes golfing, so he has a team there. So he can yeah, it's like that's clearly the reason why they have a team is because Batman has some sort of hard on for for there. But why? I don't understand. Is that why are you so yeah so passionate about? Scottsdale. It's dumb. And then now they like their arena's gone. Now they play in the university or the college. Like yeah. they put that team back in Quebec. Five thousand. Or or anywhere. Put it in anywhere. Put it in put Austin, it in Texas. Bring it back to Nordiques. Like, Come on. Or Portland. Sure. Houston. They've talked Houston, to a lot of places. Houston like, would be fine. I don't know. But Quebec. Come on. Before all those. Like Portland, Houston, whatever. Portland or Quebec. I yeah. like or or go back to like Hartford, like bring back, <laughs> yeah. bring back one of the eighties teams. That'd be fun. Yep. Anyway, speaking of events, Segway. Well uh, done, Deck Expo. It's coming up. That's right away. So we're Is recording it a month this. Away? Yeah, almost exactly. We're recording. What's today? October eleventh. Is the day that this records, it will come out on the 15th or something. 16th the is. is the Monday? Yeah. Sure, 16th. So at the time that this records, it's going to be about four weeks away. Well, exactly four weeks away. So we're, we're flying in on November 12th, and we're out on November 16th. I think the show runs Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I think it runs all three days. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. Which is, is that right? Really long. Or is it just That's education? a really long show for what's there. For what it is, yeah. Um, anyway, so we're going again, as we always do. Um. And we just booked our hotels, so we're staying at the Sahara. Never stayed there before. Didn't even really know what that was. But yeah. apparently it's completely renovated within the last, like, couple of years. And uh, great bang for your buck and right by the convention center, so. I just good. think, like, wherever you stay, it doesn't, like, ultimately it doesn't matter. Because I really know matter. that every time we've gone there, we don't spend much time in our room. That's yeah. not where, like, that's not where we are. Yeah. The, we, like, walk the strip with the boys until midnight or 1 o'clock or, or yeah. later. And then it's like. In, crash, up at eight. I really like staying where we were. Like, uh, I think this was Deck Expo last year when we stayed at Paris. Yes. Which is very central on the strip, which is awesome. Yeah. The problem is to get to the convention center, it's a $30 Uber ride every 
day yeah. twice. Yeah. So it's like you get a good deal to stay in the middle of the strip, but then you then you pay Ubers out the ass. Sahara is within like within walking distance, I think. Or and it's on the monorail line. Of the convention center. Yeah. We're so gonna pay two out from the ass in the center. evenings now. Maybe, but that's one <laughs> like that's one one trip back, maybe. Maybe yeah. two. Um that, yeah, you might pay for it either way. You might be screwed either way. But um but nonetheless. So we're gonna stay there and uh trying to line up uh to get some tickets to go to the sphere thing and see what that's all about. Have you seen some of the sphere videos? Like a little bit, not a ton. They have a it's like right by a golf course. Yeah. And so they they play this like face that Oh yeah. It sort of laughs at people while they're golfing. Oh serious. And so it's just like <laughs> what happens is the video just plays. So there's separate screens on the inside and outside. Is that I right? Think like so. what's playing in the outside is different from what's playing in the I inside. I believe that's so. That's crazy. That thing. So it's just like this big yellow face and it's obviously a timing thing where people are just like they hit a shot and it's a bad shot and then the sphere the guy like it's a big yellow face uh, that turns uh, uh, and then it like rolls its eyeballs and it's like uh, amazing and so <laughs> the guys are like you're getting trolled by a screen so i like for the longest time when we were there because we were there a couple times last year once in november once in january mm-hmm. and that thing was being built and we kept asking we were like what is, like what is what that, is that? And i Often people didn't know, and I think one Uber driver was like, it's a concert hall or something. I was like, so strange. Why is it a giant ball? And then when they, then when it like opened and they started showing. You two opened it, right? I don't even remember. I just know I've seen a bunch of different things that they've played in the outside. It's like, it's glowing as the moon or it's like NBA playoffs and the, it's like a basketball sitting there spinning. I was like, that's cool as shit. Yeah. That's really neat. Uh, where did we stay in January? I could not place this the other day. I was talking to somebody and was like, we stayed at Paris and then in January at IBS, I could didn't not. did we stay at the same place? Oh, wait. Oh, wait. I just remembered what it was now. Me and Tyler stayed at Rio. Oh, yeah. And you stayed at, on the strip, where WRLA, like where Liz had a room or something at something. Anyways, that's what it was. Right, because somebody from WRLA backed out. Yeah, and then so I we were off the strip. Tyler and I were off the strip then. Rio. And yeah. same thing, like every night you got an Uber ride back there. and there's a, Like, it's huge. So the strip is long. So it doesn't matter where you stay. You're going to have to Uber around a little bit or or monorail. Okay. um, So Jack Expo. Uh, We're going and here's a bunch of reasons why we go. (laughs) But here's a bunch of reasons why you should go. Um, So these events, we always, we we like to go all the time. And a big part of it is a camaraderie and just like seeing guys every year that we've, that we see every year and just like meeting up with them. That's, that's, I would say if you asked everybody, what's your number one reason for going? It's probably that. It's probably like going to hang out with the guys. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of reasons to go to Deck thing, Expo, right? especially if you've never been. I think if you've been to the last seven in a row, then some of these are like, I don't feel like I get that out of this anymore. But if you've never been before, here's 15 reasons why you should go. Certainly. Number one, the networking opportunities. So you just kind of alluded to that. But uh, if you're interested in just being part of the industry, then being at industry events is the best way to build those relationships. Yeah, I think I think everybody... So this is a really funny thing, and we've talked about this quite a bit over the last year or, or a couple months with a few different people, but it's like, it used to be such a, such a tight group of guys on Instagram that were constantly sharing and constantly trying to improve each other's businesses. Yeah. And I feel like that has slowly like eroded. That's now, like it's just not what it used to be, right? Yeah. And and you shouldn't romanticize the past and you shouldn't, you know what I mean? Like you shouldn't continue to just be like, oh, it was so good. I wish Hartford could have a team. It's like Hartford doesn't have a team because it wasn't any good. <laughs> Quebec doesn't have a team because it yeah. wasn't any good. Yeah. Um, so you need to adapt. You need to be more like Vegas and you need to change what you're putting out there. And I think there's an opportunity for that to still happen at these events, right? Um, I think what we have planned for this Deck Expo is a little bit more of that camaraderie and like, let's get back together and let's not have people influence and that let's not have people pay to like change or direct us with, with what we're thinking or what products we want to spend our time with. It's like, we want to spend our time with people because that's who's making the changes, right? The contractors that are using a bunch of different boards and the contractors that are trying new building practices. And if you get to these events, they'll, they'll share with you everybody there will share with you because you're not in competition with them. Right. And that, to your point, used to be the real, like if we're talking six, seven years ago, that used to be the real value of going there. And what was really cool is that the, uh, 
the the Instagram community that was growing at the time of just like contractors watching what other contractors are doing, popping into like the odd live here and there and just like chatting yeah. online. It was like, this was an outlet to go and actually meet these people and like meet other experts of their craft and whatnot. And back then there wasn't this, there wasn't this uh, invasion of, of vendor dollars and influencer marketing was not a big part of the average marketing strategy outside of maybe like at that time, Paul of France probably had, a Trex deal or something going on. Yeah. Um, Jason Russell was starting to get some, he would add some acknowledgement money from, Timber Tech, from somebody right? yep. at that time, but that was it. So those guys were busy, but they weren't ever really super part of that click that was growing and, and sharing to begin with anyway. So the vendors weren't pulling anything away because those guys are already too busy to even really like be involved in that online community too yeah, much. And that Jason doesn't, a bit, that doesn't mean Jason didn't share because he certainly did. He 100%. was, he was one of the guys that, like I remember Shared more than anybody online. Right. Yeah. We were trying to bend some Trex boards and he was very like very open and, and chatted. Right. So yeah, he's always been super approachable with uh, and sharing his craft. Yeah. Um, but over the years as influencer marketing grew and as some deck builders started to take the platforms more seriously and grow an audience and then in, in intentionally try to monetize it. Well, then the whole organic fabric of that community started to get torn apart because people were getting pulled in different directions. So all of a sudden, this guy signs a deal with decorators or something. And then this guy signs a deal with TimberTech. And this guy signs a deal with Trex. And this guy signs a deal. And then all of a sudden, all the big guys that people are going there to want to hang out with and shoot the shit with because they're following on Instagram. It's like, you're doing killer work. I want to chat with you. It's like, well, that guy's all busy. And he's like, he's going to these events with somebody else. And it's like, no longer are we getting together as a community and just sharing expertise and knowledge and all that stuff because we've all got these other plans. Yep. That were, f that were forced into because of these it's an influencer obligation. marketing agreements. And so then what happens is like you go there because you want to find out if these people are good dudes and you want to talk to them. Yeah. And then they're not good dudes. You can't talk to them because they're busy. And that's not actually, that's not actually true. Like they're all, they're all pretty good guys, but they're, they have to be at this event, this dinner. Yeah. And so then when you're like, Hey, can we like chat? They're like, sorry, dude, I got to go. And it's like, you get blown off by the guy you want to talk to. And now in, now your perception of who that person is changes. You're like, yeah. well, he's an asshole, which is unfortunate. Because then, that's even if you do manage to get into the inner circle of one of these vendor events, which you can if you care to, yeah, um, you've just shrunk the size of your audience and the shrunk the size of your encyclopedia of knowledge of potential knowledge to gain yeah because everybody in that room now that you're talking to is drinking the kool-aid like <laughs> i don't want drinking the kool-aid circle jerk but it's just like yeah it's all raw raw one brand you're not learning the whys other people do the way they're doing things everybody's just like they all work the same brand they're all like they all can't say anything because you know if they have an actual issue with something's like oh, i can't really say it because i'm here at this spent like sponsored event yep anyway so this was this has been this is not what this podcast is about, but we're really deep well, going deep in this one. This has, has obviously been noticed by a number of people. Um, Brendan Casey from Casey Fence and Deck just recently did an article in Dex Blushers Magazine about this exact issue. Yep. It's like, what happened to the good old days of like actually caring and learning and not just getting, like not just having dollar signs in your eyes all the time? Yep. And then Scott Kelly, of course, made a Facebook post, which ended up on our podcast. And then we did a thing with that. Yep. So we've formed this group now on Instagram. Um, and it's, what do we call it? The old school deck builders meetup or something like that. I Doesn't actually muted is, it the other day. <laughs> it was getting pretty wild as time, as it gets closer to the event. So it's just, if you're interested in getting back to the basics for one day, for a few hours on Monday, I think it is that they're kind of planning around. Um, then we're, we're trying to just go back and get this it's like a non-sponsored event, very informal. It's like we've reserved spots at a lounge, yep. but it's just like, if you want to come and meet guys and shoot shit and just like share your craft like we used to, then that's what this is for. Has, this is not sponsored by anybody. Has Scott called this place and let them know that like we're going to bring a few people there? Like right. what would be <laughs> awful is if we showed up and there was like two servers there. Yeah. Because well, that's not going to work. Like I don't know how he did There'd be 50 people. He said he made a reservation. Or more. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. There's a, quite a few people in the group right now. So if you're interested in attending that thing, just shoot, shoot myself or Wade or the Ultimate Deck Shop. Instagram account, either the Shane Chapman, Wade J. Laurent, or 
the ultimate deck shop yep. and we'll invite you into that group. You betcha. And it's, it's going to be very organic. It's just like group people. And it's like, here's what we're doing on, you know, Monday at, I don't, don't quote this time, Monday at four o'clock, whatever it's three o'clock, four o'clock. Um, we're all going to meet at this place where we have reservation. We got this whole section in this, in this place. And we're just going to go there and like have some drinks and have order some wings and talk shop. Yeah, and you and should, the intent behind it is that you can go talk to anybody in the room. Right. And, and you can ask them any question because it's not sponsored. Nobody's picking up the tab. You're There's paying for your own drinks. Exactly. You you're will have your, a tab at the end of the night. Here. You're buying your own cigars. But uh, what comes with that is freedom of speech. You're going to meet some dudes who love treks. You're going to meet some dudes who love decorators. You're going to meet some wolf guys. You're going to meet some guys who work with wood only. You're going to meet some guys yep. who do staining and, and, and some guys that don't do staining. And you're going to meet some guys that build round curved decks and some guys that refuse that it's do super modern designs. Some guys that do landscape and hardscape too. Some guys that do like, yeah, it's going to be a sampling of everything, which is how it should be. Yeah. I'm excited about that. There we go. Join the Facebook group. Number two, educational sessions. Um, so th- if you've not been before the day, usually the day or two before and or during the show, they have these educational seminars that happen a l- like alongside as well. So um, there's always a variety of topics. There's uh, same suspects there this year that have been kind of running these trainings the last couple of years. So like leg- the Legacy Dex crew, Chris and Amy. Um, I think Brendan Casey is doing one as well, along with Andy Henley and some, uh, I think Gord from Wood Bullies doing something. I think Sean from Premium Outdoor Living, I think he's doing something. So it's all these guys that you're, all the guys we're just talking about being these yeah. big influencers are now doing these trainings. Is Glenn going to be there with some code stuff? I don't know that for sure, but probably he usually is a familiar face on it. I don't yeah. know that for sure. And though. so usually those are put on, this is usually a NADRA stuff, right? Mm-hmm. That sort of puts these classes together. Yep. And so that's like, that's good. The idea behind that North American deck and rail association is that they're trying to drive this industry forward as well. And so uh, Heather and pops do a, a pretty great job. They have, you know, I would say probably limited resources compared to what, uh, some of the bigger brands are and bigger companies, but, yep. um, but I think they do a great job and these educational classes are, uh, lots of people find a ton of value in them. Yeah. <clears throat> and like I said before too, if you've we've done one or two, I haven't sat in on a bunch, that's for sure. But yeah. If you've done them before, then, then maybe it's nothing new. Like it's not something you necessarily need to do every year because sometimes the topics are very similar, but if you've never been to them before and you're curious about like, how do I... You know, how do I manage my social media better? Yeah, well, like Sean might have a social Sean's. media one, right? Yeah, don't yeah. quote me on what these topics are, but I think yeah. his actually is around social media. As it should uh, be. And Gord, maybe it's him and Gord, I can't remember. Yeah. Uh, and then if you're wondering about like, oh, I, you know, I'm struggling to scale my business and grow into a second career or whatever else or get off the tools or something like that, well, then that's something you probably want to go talk and listen to Chris and Amy. Like there's just like, yep. if you're a, if you have a specific problem, there may be a course for that. Yeah, and it's not, these that. aren't all day courses. These are like, oh, like they're an hour, maybe two, right? And yep. so, like, do, just attend one. Yeah. So those are really good, too, if you haven't done them before, is to check those out. Yeah. Um, explore new products and technologies. Uh, so this one, this was my original tent. The first time I ever went to a Deck Expo, this was the reason. And I think if you've never been to a Deck Expo, this should be high on your list as well. Yes. That said, it's arguably not the number one show for this. If you had only had to choose one and your only thing you were cared about was seeing the newest and latest and greatest, then arguably that might be IBS still. Uh, because generally that's when the big companies tend to launch their biggest products because it's the biggest show. Like it's not close. Um, but that said, wasn't it, was it last year that the pig like Treks and Tumor Tech weren't even at IBS? Is that right? I feel like neither of them were even at it. I- did they attend Deck Expo? They yeah. haven't attended Deck Expo for a while. A couple of years. I, yeah. Like I'll, sure. I can't say that with great confidence. They were, they had people at both events. So one of them was like, maybe it was just TimberTech that didn't, I can't remember. But I know that a few years ago. No, TimberTech did. They were not in for the longest time. And then they put a little 10 by 10 booth in, in one of them. In a, a Deck Expo. Yeah, it must have but been a IBS, IBS, though, don't you remember like a couple, three, four years ago? Probably the probably 2019 would be my guess. <laughs> and I don't remember where it was. Um, Orlando. doesn't nope. matter. Vegas or Orlando. It had to have been. I haven't been to Orlando. Okay, then it was Vegas. I've never been there. Um, that 
Trex and TimberTech were across the aisle from each other yep. in these two gigantic displays. That was like so silly. Was such and a they were just like me. in each other's shadow. It was like, it was, it was like a bit of a showdown. And then I feel mm-hmm. like all of a sudden, a couple years later, they weren't even at the show anymore. I was like, what happened here? You went, well, from, you went from a $3 million booth to not even at the show? Right. <laughs> okay. Because what they probably did was they probably spent $3 million and then didn't gain any more customers. And they're like, well, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah. Right? Could be. The return was was negligible. That said. So, anyways, hopefully they're there. They, like, maybe... You know, maybe they don't have things to show off, and that's why they choose not to go with a specific year. Maybe it's like we don't have anything new coming out, so maybe we don't. I'm not saying that's why they didn't go, but if you're there for new products, chances are the new products are going to be there. So you want to see like the Owens Corning structural lumber composite framing? It will be there. That's there, right? That was at Expo and and IBS, I think. Yes. Um. So you want to see that? You're gonna get a chance in that. You want to see like some new aluminum framing framing systems? That's gonna be there. Um. So if you're interested in those kind of latest and greatest so fortress will be there with steel framing because they're pushing that and they're like their pergolas that will be there yeah so this is not a big show like deck x was not a big show just to set the expectation a little bit yeah it used to be section of it is not very big yeah it used to be a bit bigger right because they were with um jlc jlc and it was like a home remodeling now it's with pool spa show which when that happened we were like sweet that's a way better alignment because I thought it was going to be, a, actually, it's called a pool patio spa yeah. show, right? Pool spa patio, PSP, yeah. PSP. And so I thought the patio part would be patio, less pool. quite a bit bigger. Yeah. That's not the case. Yeah. So what, what what turns out to be is like one <sighs> decent-sized hall that's 75% hot tubs and pools. It's and a then hot tub show. 25% at best of deck stuff. But like those three or four rows of deck stuff that's there is like, it's valuable. Just don't. If you don't do pools and hot tubs, then the rest of the show may not be as interesting to you as to you try and, think. Like, we might have to try and catch Pops' ear and be like, you need to negotiate to get this to, like, 50-50. Yep. And try and take a little bit of real estate, real estate away from... Because, let's be honest, a freaking hot tub is a, it's a freaking hot tub. Yeah. Or right? align with one of the fence shows. Or something. Would be sure. Like, deck and fence goes hand in hand. Um, what else is on right now? There's a hardware show. Na- nail, <coughs> national Hardscape hardware show. show. Hardscape oh, yeah. and Tool Expo or something like that. Yeah. Kevin was talking about, which I haven't been to either. But anyway, you want to see some new thing. stuff. Any of these shows is good, like IBS or Deck Expo. But given that Deck Expo is a little bit, it's specifically about decks. Like there's a whole section just decks. IBS is a monster. It's a, it's 28 times bigger than than Deck Expo is. Yep. But shit's scattered everywhere. So it literally takes you three days to cover off all the deck stuff because it's in different halls generally and sometimes they're kind of in one spot but kind of not really. Yeah. Whereas Deck Expo, it's like you could do this in a day, no problem. So if you... Yeah, which like that, there's pros and cons to that. Yeah. The pros are you can, like you can fly in Sunday, check the show out Monday, hit up this networking event Monday night and fly out Tuesday and you lose one day of work. Yeah. Right? And then get home, go back to work. You can stay longer, work on the networking. Anyways. Yeah. Imagine people know how time works, so. Yeah. Uh, number four, innovative design inspiration. So some of this will come from that networking component where it's like you get to go and talk to people who've, like they're expressing their own creativity in their own way and you that might catch your eye and you might have questions. So there's part of that. But also just seeing like sometimes just the displays themselves, you're like, you get ideas from that. Yep. <laughs> Certainly. Like see things. So that's that's just part of the the communication and collaboration and sharing of information that what comes from that sometimes is that creativity or that that inspiration to innovate when you get home. Yeah, like, you know, I just met whoever who's got a unique design style. Like Sean does to a certain extent. Some people just have a uh, style. David from them. LS Underground. Sure. So you might see their stuff on on Instagram and be somewhat inspired, but then you get to actually talk and ask all the questions you've always wondered about and like nerd out for a how does hours. your brain actually work yeah. it's like oh you can't you can't be allowed in there yeah <laughs> and then you get back and you're a little like you're buzzed and you're motivated and all of a sudden you want to put a little bit more effort into your, the things you're doing yeah you for sure take energy away from those shows because when the people like when you start to talk to guys who are that like passionate about about an industry it has n- you have no choice but to have that rub off on you. Yeah, like, it's contagious for sure. Yeah. Number five, hands-on experience. So often these um, 
I guess, two things here. Sometimes if, if there's new tools out, this is a chance to actually use the tool without investing in the tool yet. Yep. So like, for example, when Camel came out with her Camel, clips, Camel Clip Drive yep. or the uh, Edge Drive, the original Camel Drive, yep. you would have got a chance to try them out at these shows long before they showed up at your local dealer and then you wouldn't, and you could just, you could just see if it. you like it then without spending the two or 300 bucks on the tool to try it. Yep. Um, or um, you might have a chance to put your hands on new material, a new clip that comes out or whatever, a new deck board that comes out. Maybe it installs differently and you get a chance to try it and be like, does that actually, like, I see how they talk about it in that deck specialist magazine ad, but getting yep. your hands on it is a little bit different. So Fast Master is really good about having product that you can always test drive, yep. right? Which is, which is great. Yeah. I know the last time we were there was like the Miro gun, the Miro, yeah. the drive, like the collated screws that, yeah. uh, again, Raven Builders uses to do a lot of the stairs yep. uh, to countersink your screws for your plugs and whatnot. It just makes things a lot faster. It's like, well, that tool is there. So if you don't, because that's an expensive tool too. Ultimately ended up in a selling one. <laughs> well, we didn't end up selling it because we couldn't get the bloody thing, but our contractor bought one. We sold them the screws. Yeah. But we're trying. Can't get them the screws either. <laughs> <laughs> Today, today, that'll happen today. Long story short. Uh, export advice. So again, this can come from the community, but can also come from, um, sometimes they have like little during the shows, what do you want to call them? Seminars or workshops? Yeah, uh, yeah, sure. Workshops Workshop. maybe a better idea or better. And so sometimes that's, that's somebody that's going to be there. Like I know, I don't, I have no idea what the plan is this year. I haven't looked to see if they're mentioned or not, but in the past, you know, Jason Russell has, been, has done demonstrations there on how, to, like a lot of people have experience with heat bending now, but it, at one point, not a lot of people did. And so he was the expert in it. He yeah. would put on little workshops where it's like, here's how this all works. And people just sit there and take it all in and be like, holy shit, that's really cool. Yeah. And then get some hands on. Really, like, he brings people up and be like, yeah. you want to do this? Carry this. Yep. So that's kind of cool. Kim um, Cadwig's always involved in that too. Kim, yeah, he's always there showing you how to, like methods for flashing a ledger board or yep. cutting stairs or whatever. So there's always some, some things like that. So um, the experts are there, like the, the guys in the industry are like that are, I don't want to say they're set in the trends. Like a lot of these guys aren't doing anything any better or differently than other people are, but they just have the platform. So, and if yeah. you're new to the industry, then you can certainly idolize them and go learn directly from them. But it also might, uh, it might validate what you're doing, right? You yep. might be over, in whatever, like you might be in Illinois doing your thing, thinking you're, oh, it's got to be better than this. And then you show up and it turns out, no, you're like, you're doing it right. Yeah. So, yeah, it's good. Number seven, market insights. Um, so you can kind of see where the industry is going a little bit by being mm -hmm. at these shows because, you know, if the new color palettes of new decking is coming out, you can kind of be like, oh, it looks like, because let's be honest, you are not investing in understanding your customer a whole bunch. You're not. Not typically, nope. At least not outside your local area. But to see trends that might be showing up in your market, sometimes yeah. you have to watch other markets, and this is a pretty good place to do it. Um, you're also getting to see what big companies with multi-multi-million dollar budgets to understand their customers, understand trends, and, and also influence where the market's going to go. Sometimes a trend happens after because a company decides you're going to take it there. Yeah, um, You get a chance to show up and see what's latest and greatest and like what trends might be happening. Yep. And just talk to other guys too. Like maybe you're in, maybe you're in uh, Wyoming and you get to chat and spend some time with some guys in the Northeast that are like in really forward thinking markets, very populated areas where trends seem to catch on first. And it's like, you know, the shit that happens there is coming to you in the next year or two. You can kind of get a chance to fortune tell a little bit. Right. And start like presenting that to your customers. And then all of a sudden they're like, wow, this guy's like, so he's so progressive. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like, all you did was attend a show that anyone else in your area could have attended, but they didn't. Yeah. So now you. But have I mean, the think advantage. about this from our perspective. Think about this went back like, oh, we've been able to sell it for five or six years. But cable rail before we were allowed to do it, correct? It was very big in some markets, and it was like we didn't have a chance to even see it here because it's not even allowed here. Correct. It wasn't allowed here. Yeah. But every time we go to shows, it's like it was everywhere. Yeah. It was like man, like, and you get to talk to the people like, is this like a big thing for you? It's like, oh yeah, like. Any high-end deck, like, almost always gets cable rail. Over yep. glass, even. It's like, yep. really? Yep. It's like, okay, well, if and when this becomes available in our market, like, human nature and psychology says that they like this <laughs> They yeah. like this look, so I guess I should... And then when it's available, we jumped on it immediately. So, it's like, it's popular elsewhere. Elsewhere, it's going to be popular here. Yep. Um, so, that's always nice to have those little market insights. Uh, enhanced professional development. This is kind of 
ties into the educational sessions a little bit, but sometimes you can actually get um, certifications here as well. Yep. Um, so I know that I don't remember what it's called. There's like a deck inspection course you can take. Some of this is just some of this is just like informational training. You, you pop into to Chris, Chris Breen's talk. It's just like it's just informational training. Some of these though, you can actually walk away with some certifications that the industry cares about, especially on the at the pool side. Pool spot patio side has like a bunch of certifications that you can get for their stuff. Yeah. For ours, the only thing I can think of off the top of my head was that um, inspector inspection course you could do at one point. I'm sure there's others. But for professional development, for you or your employees potentially, you might be able to walk away with guys who understand the ins and outs a little bit more and get to add something to their resume. Yeah. Brand exposure. Number nine. Um, so some people are not going to care about this whatsoever. So they don't care about being known to anybody that's not within six miles of their, where they operate kind of thing. Yeah. It, yeah. It certainly depends what you're trying to achieve. Right. And so we just talked about how there are opportunities to work with some brands and sometimes be financially compensated or even just acknowledged or in some capacity. Um, hard to do that if you don't ever get outside of your own area and mingle with these people. Yeah. If nobody knows who you are. Yeah. How could they ever give you anything? Right. So get to these shows for that kind of thing. If you're looking to align with somebody, this is a good opportunity. Um, maybe you've got, like, I don't know what your end goal is, but maybe you're building decks today, but someday you'd like to write for the industry in Deck, deck Specialist deck Magazine. Specialist magazine yeah. Or maybe someday you'd like, to, you'd like to be a sales rep or vendor rep or whatever. Like, there's a chance to expand your personal brand at the show. Yep. Maybe maybe you currently operate in one market and you want to expand into another market. So there's a chance to expand your your brand profile that way as well. So um, just getting your name out there and getting more, more well-known may or may not be beneficial to the show, but it depends on what your goals are. Yeah. Uh, competitive analysis. So this one's interesting because you may not have, um, you may not have direct competitors at the show. You might. Sometimes you do. Um but you can certainly look at guys who are like they're doing the same thing you and your competitors are doing and you can be influenced and gather inspiration from air quotes competitors that aren't competing in your market. So you're not really competitors, but yeah, more like peers. Sure. Yeah. Right. But you can certainly do some of that as well. Sometimes you do have competitors there. Like if you have, you know, if the, when this thing's in the Northeast and it's more attended, I'm sure there's probably lots of competitors that show up at the same show and, but the other thing that happens is like when you're there you start to realize which of your competitors or your competition is actually trying to better their themselves yeah their business and so then now what happens is you two or three would end up making a bit of a bond in in knowing that you guys are all trying to push that area forward so you're in a market that has 10 deck builders and two of them or three of them are there. So now when you are, your schedule is packed and you need to refer one of your customers to another contractor, well, now you're going to refer it to one of the guys that you saw that was at the show because they take their business as serious as you do. And whether that deck gets built by you or not, that customer had an interaction with you. Yeah. So you want to send them to a contractor that does good work, yeah. right? And so you know who does good work because you saw them at the show. They've invested in their company. So, um, you know, it's, sure, they're competitors, but you might build a bit of a bond with that competitor and be able to, like, respectfully operate in the same area. Yeah. We're absolutely coming at this from, from a contractor's eyes. Yes. But if we think about this from a vendor's eyes or a manufacturer's eyes, then these last two probably become more relevant to that audience too. Okay. Like I, I wasn't like when we sat down and we're like, let's do a podcast about why you attend expo, why you attend deck expo. It was from the, from the mindset of a contractor. But now just pausing here for a second. It's like, if you're a brand, if you're a new product that's trying to get brand exposure, yes. one, it's like, well, how about actually displaying at the show? Sure. This other angle. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Probably more important for that even. Yeah. And then the competitive analysis too. So you make a certain type of, type of deck clip or whatever and, like you have a chance to go and see what your actual competitors are doing because they have boosts there too. Yeah. See, like, are they are they lined up? Are they getting a lot of attention? What is it about their products that people are liking versus mine? Can Certainly. I go sneak into this little demonstration they're doing here? Yeah. So, 
from a vendor's perspective, it's quite important as well. Um, customer interaction. So again, this one is probably more vendor focused um, because if you are a vendor and your co- your customer is a contractor, well, you've got a pretty pretty engaged group there at this show. Not only of like people who are, may actually use your product, but it's the most the ones who are most invested personally in growing their business and wanting to use new products too. Yep. Early adopters are there. Yeah, they um, have paid thousands yeah. to show up. Exactly. So, um, And then also I would say this can, from a contractor's pr- perspective, come back home too because you get to like the fa- use this. Use the fact that you go to these trade shows as a selling proposition for yourself. You, you just talked about it a minute ago. It's like the guys who take their business more seriously are at the shows learning and, and discovering. So post that stuff on your social media. Post on your website. Talk about it when you're talking to customers. Hey, I saw this because we attend these shows every year. And it's like, then the customer's like, oh, these guys are serious. Like, this isn't just guy with, guy with a half ton and a skill saw. Like, yep. these guys actually go to shows. They're known in the industry kind of thing. So that customer interaction can be good from both the vendor perspective and the contractor perspective. Yep. Um, getting a global perspective is number 12. So this is like much similar to market insights, but on a grander scale, it's like, it's pretty easy to just operate within your own little halo and understand the goings on in your, in your market. But sometimes you need to have a a bigger picture in mind too. And I know that from, for us personally, um, there's been products we've seen at these shows where it's like, they're absolutely a global product. They're not huge in this, in the U S or in Canada yet. I'm thinking of things like, um, the outdoor aluminum framing is really cool. And that's an Australian product. Yes. Um, I'm thinking the, um, that decking with the yeah, rubber surface. <coughs> Come on. Nope. I knew like, not I, talk knew ex- anymore I, think of it. I knew exactly where you were going when you started to talk about it. I was like, Oh yeah, I remember that stuff. Like, yeah. I know the brand as well as I know tracks. Like I know, this is not <laughs> something I just heard about. I've known this for years. And for some reason, the names escape me right now. Yeah. People are shouting at their radios right now. Anyway, stuff like that, where it's like, that's the number one brand in the UK and a lot lot of Europe. Like, it's huge. But here, still relatively new. So it's like, what trends are happening outside of our bubble that may end up coming into our market? So you can get that perspective at these things as well. Because generally, if those companies and those products are trying to break into this market, they end up at these shows. So why do I want to say it starts with an M, but I just can't place it. Uh, awkward silence until you yeah. figure it out. You'll just have to keep going. I Number guess. 13, marketing ideas. Um, so this can be used in a variety of ways. So from a contractor's perspective, again, um, you can certainly look and talk to other contractors about what they're doing, how, what's working for them. Um, these courses often have a marketing component to them, like I said, social media thing. But also I found, because we do do trade shows in our local markets for our our audiences, if you're, if you do trade shows, there's no better way to be inspired than walking around other trade shows to see how they, how people set up their booths and how they engage and talk to their customers and whatnot. So you can be inspired from that perspective as well, but you also get a chance. Like I'm the kind of nerd, I'm a marketing nerd. So I all notice, like I'll notice when guys are wearing certain clothing and be like, that's really cool. I should wear a bag like that or how they're branded, how they carry themselves, that kind of stuff. I notice. So if you're, into looking for new ways to expand your brain from a marketing perspective, then you can be inspired at these kind of events as well. You still have nothing? No. Nope. Come on. Yeah, it's like the... Millboard. Mill... Millboard. <laughs> Millboard. <laughs> I was like, I was, it's M, and I was like, why can't I think of it? Yeah, I was like, Veranda, Novawood. <clears throat> Millboard. Millboard. Uh, 14, skill building. So, chance, again, we kind of, some of these kind of tie into each other a little bit, but... Again, a chance to learn how to do things differently or tips and tricks or whatever, right? You might go there and be like, we've always picture framed for, uh, or framed for picture frames this way with ladder blocking. But some of the guy tells you like, oh, have you ever thought about doing flat blocking and taping it? It's like, oh, that's pros and cons to that. You yeah. might, you might do your miters differently on your deck boards. You might flash the house differently. You might build your stairs differently. Like you can learn other ways to do things. Yeah. And the guys will have like, Different contractors will have different pictures on their phones, right? Some guys pocket screw their miters and some biscuit them and some do both and some don't do miters. Some are like, I don't ever do miters. Yeah. So there's <laughs> definitely a way, and through those workshops too. So if 
So if you're a little bit more, if you're not shy, sometimes you can get up and be involved in those workshops and get your hands on. <sighs> Mention that for too. But it also works for brand exposure. Put your hoodie on. All of these things. There's really only four points here. We just broke them out into 15. We needed 45 minutes. So. Right. <laughs> uh, community building, number 15. Final, community building. There's something to be said about just like getting together and, and um, mingling and talking through things with other people that understand where you're coming from. I, I can promise you that like you're probably not going home and talking to your husband and wife about that deck you built today and how you could have done things differently. And you know, the stress that you're under because somebody's not paying or, um, you know, some unfortunate thing happened. I made, I did a quote and forgot a zero. Like th- those kinds of conversations are pretty tough to have with people who don't know where you're coming from. Yeah. They're not empathetic because they don't, they don't live it. Yeah. Uh, this group does Yeah, every day. And there's a good chance they've been maybe, maybe even experienced that exact scenario. Oh shit! I did that once, and yeah. they'll tell you how they handled it. One time, I had okay. a quota. I was supposed to be one hundred fifty-seven thousand, and I quoted at fifteen seven. And I was like, "How'd you do? How'd you handle that?" Well, like this. How'd it go? So <laughs> I went bankrupt, and I started a new company, yeah. and I don't. <laughs> now I add zeros. Yeah. <laughs> now, if anything, I'm putting an extra zero on it just in case. Um, but there's a chance, yeah, just to like just being part of that community, it it encompasses all the previous fourteen por- points. To, like you're, you can learn from that community. You can build your skills. You can be inspired. You can learn marketing. You yep. can, there's just so much that comes from it because that community is so diverse. It's the same but diverse. You've got people who are like single operation owner operator. He's on the tools. He does it this way. He has a very successful business, and here's why. Then you can talk to some guys who are like, "Yep, I used to do it like that, but I got off the tools. I now have nine crews. You know, we have two locations. And we're doing eight million dollars a year." And like, oh, it's sweet, okay. Oh, yeah, me, I, I, like, we've got two crews, but we do, we do eight million a year on two crews. How? Like, okay, yeah. like, there's just so many different. <clears throat> there's no right way specifically on how to run your deck business. There's a lot of different options you have in front of you. So, um, and you may not know which way you even want to go. But here's a chance to be involved in a community where there's certainly somebody that's doing it every type of way that you can absolutely interact with and yep. learn from without doing it the hard way. Yep, and. And I believe that most of the people that attend these shows um, have a demeanor much like you. That's how they ended up at the show. Yeah. That's why they're there. Yeah. So I would say don't be afraid to walk up to people. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Don't like just, they'll talk to you. And it doesn't stop there either. These relationships you build and communities you become a part of, they exist all year round. It's just that the communication between shows becomes digital. Correct. So now you're chatting on Instagram groups. Like there's groups all over the place. There's always groups that we're dinging off on. Yeah. We're probably in nine different groups. Yep. The Facebook groups, are, I'm probably in 15 Facebook groups. Yep. Um, so being, you know, you don't have to be at the show to be a part of the community, but it sure helps to like, to bring it all home and you get to meet everybody face to face and yep. learn and do things you can't just do by making a post on Facebook. Yeah. It's a good icebreaker to get into that space. Right. So hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. If you, yeah. Get into those Facebook groups first. If you have never been to Deck Expo and you're thinking about going this year, get in those groups first and start to meet some people, start to recognize some names, you know, find where people are staying so you can be close to the action kind of thing, which mm-hmm. I found out is maybe a little bit harder than yeah, I think. Yeah, because like there's a couple of hotels in Vegas. So everybody's everywhere. It's like there yeah. wasn't really one place that people were stuck in. But, but that's uh, okay. Like you don't all, you also don't need to like spend your whole time there with the people. That's right. Like you're in Vegas. So go check out a show and... You yeah, can stay can at Sahara if you want and walk <laughs> walk back and forth to convention center with Wade. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. There's, like, well, there's lots to do. So if you've never been, Deck Expo is right around the corner. It the show actually runs November thirteenth to fifteenth. So uh, it's coming up when this podcast goes live, it's exactly four weeks away. Um, there's lots of there's lots of places to stay. So you just gotta book your flight and then figure out the stay part. Yeah. It's easy enough to get a place even even yesterday. So yep. um if you do plan on going and you want to meet up, shoot us a message uh, at the Ultimate Deck Shop on Instagram or any Facebook platform. And if you want to, get, or any social platform, and if you want to get in on that old school uh, deck builders meetup, then just same thing. Send us a message. We'll add you to the group, and then you can kind of follow along. As just long as you're not a vendor, R- right? If you're yeah. a vendor, you're not getting into that group. <laughs> yeah, you're not allowed. Yeah, no sponsors, please. Um, so, what do you think, Wade? Are you excited for this one for like Expo this year, or is it just like more of the same? Um, 
I'm excited for a bunch of different reasons. I'm excited for that Monday night meetup, the old school meetup, right? Yeah. I'm really excited about that. I don't know that I have seen any new products that are coming out that I'm like itching to to check out. So I like there hasn't been any foreshadowing of new products that you need to go and see. Um, That's a good point. I feel like last year there was a bit of buzz about whether there was a little bit of buzz that were going to be there. This year, I don't think that there there hasn't been any buzz. That doesn't mean that there won't be, but... So we're, we're a year further ahead into, like, TimberTech's aluminum framing and Fasten Masters. Uh, what are they calling that thing again? Um, oh, they have that joist system. Yeah. Ah, oh, shit. My brain's not working today. Because so it's morning. Yeah. The, like, the open web trust system. They got a name for it. Yeah. It's kind of a cool There's a too, few people that have... Uh, been using that as well so there'll actually be people that'll be able to give there was contractors that'll be able to give you some feedback on that yeah right and i don't know if they're gonna be there they weren't there last year but they might be there this year yeah sure um but i'm i'm getting excited i do think that meetup's gonna be fun um i am i'm excited to i don't know if i feel this way every year and i fail on it so that's why i'm like hesitant to be too pumped about it but like i really actually do want to go like see products and like See new... Th- Holy smokes, did you hear that? Yeah. You're hungry. <laughs> I'm ready for lunch. Uh, I'm excited to hopefully see some new products and actually engage in that part. I think often you and I end up caught up in the podcasting because we're often doing live podcasts with a the vendor there in some capacity. And it's like that ends up... That adds so much... Like your mental capacity is spent on that. And then you have to be somewhere well, at certain like, times, and then you're like, and it always takes up three to four hours. One like one hour of podcast easily takes three hours. Yeah, because then get there. It set up. just oh. takes away how much effort and care you can have for the show itself. Yeah, so I'm excited to to not do podcasts and go there with specific intent to do all the things that we just mentioned in this list. Yeah, <laughs> mine is like yeah. products. I'm excited to see people again. Like I'm excited to you know our acquaintances, our friends in the industry that we haven't seen since January. Yeah. Um, like I'm looking forward to meeting all of those guys and, and just chatting again. I always like that. It's, yeah. That's probably my favorite part of the show. Yep. So if you plan on going, we will see you there because she's not too far away. So shoot us a message. See you in a month. Hey, thank you for listening to the Ultimate Deck Podcast. Now you know what we're about. Check the site, come and shop. UltimateDeckShop.com. Hit us right away for sponsorships. So tell us if you want to collaborate. Let's go. Check us out on any social networks. Thank you for listening.